the Pro Wrestling Bowl. 35 short stories, including Harley Race, Ricky Morton, Tracy Smothers, and Tim Storm. Along with 300 photos from the independent scene. Taken from Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama. Get your book today by going to WrestleVille.com. WrestleVille. It's where wrestling lives. This is Jason Strife, and you're listening to the WrestleVille Podcast. You're listening to the Russellville Podcast. I'm your host, Vinny Berry, and today's guest is Jason Strife, professional wrestler from Iowa, and uh, one who tours the, the Midwest region of the United States. How are you doing today, Jason? I'm doing pretty good, man. Thanks for having me on. You're welcome. Thank you. For fans that might not be familiar with you, uh, go ahead and just give us a a short bio of your career, how long you've been wrestling, where you wrestle at. I was trained in Omaha, Nebraska at the Omaha Wrestling Association School when they were still around. Um, shortly after I started training, they ended up becoming defunct and closing down. And at that point, I just kind of started traveling all over the Midwest. My Obviously, my home is in Council Bluffs, Iowa, and I've just I've kind of traveled all the states for you know, we're going on about 17 years now. So uh, I've been at it a while. I've been a lot of different places. Um, most notable, uh, I perform uh, at my company. Uh, I own and operate Magnum Pro. Uh, we run shows based out of Omaha, Nebraska. Uh, I wrestle a lot for uh, Nick Dinsmore's promotion, Midwest All Pro out of Sioux Falls. Uh, I also venture down south into the Kansas City area for places like Journey Pro, and all the way up into Minneapolis for uh, Eric Cannon's first wrestling, uh, and just and everywhere else in between. I, there are no uh, you know there are no places I won't go. I've wrestled uh, I wrestled in Chikara, um out on the East Coast in the Young Lions Cup in 2009. Uh, I had a pretty long stint out at a promotion in Southern California called Epic War. Uh, while I was out there, I did a lot for uh, SoCal Pro uh, and. Uh, AWS, uh, even did some, even did some work for NWA out there for Mach 1 and some work for Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. So I've kind of been uh, all over the place. Yeah, absolutely. And, and some notable places as well. And, you know, when you talk about, uh, that region there, you know, like Nebraska and if you, you know, go, uh, Illinois and uh, Iowa and all, all that, I mean, Minneapolis, it, oh, that, that kind of sounds like the old AWA area, right? Yeah, a little bit. The, the AWA was heavily prominent, obviously, in Minnesota. I did a lot of work up there. I even wrestled for an AWA promotion for about a year and a half, as long as that guy was running shows. What is the, you know, if you can kind of explain the, the tradition of wrestling up there? You know, you mentioned uh, Nick. Uh, who who was Eugene and the WWF and or WWE and talk a little bit about the tradition of wrestling up there and kind of paint a picture for for the listeners. You know what? If I'm gonna be real honest with you, I'm not a wrestling historian. Uh, I have people that come up to me all the time at, at any of the shows that I'm on here in my area, and they're always referencing you know older stuff. And I, I you know what? I just 
I never got into it. I, I mean, I got into WWF when I was younger. Um, you know, I've got pretty fond memories of going to the Pershing Center in, in Lincoln um, and uh, the Exarban. I don't even know what they called that. The Exarban Center, but the Civic Auditorium in Omaha, places like that. But ever since the the territory days, wrestling just kind of died out here. Uh, there hasn't really been any established uh, wrestling promotions worthwhile until I came around in 2011 and opened up Magna Pro. And we've been the single most established wrestling promotion in the Omaha area and probably anywhere within probably, you know, an hour outside of Omaha as well. So um, I just, there's not a lot I can tell you about how people feel about it. Uh, I, I can tell you about how, how my fans feel about what we do, which they love, but I mean, they're Omaha fans. They're not, they're not really wrestling fans. And I, I truthfully, I don't cater to wrestling fans. I, I cater to people that uh, are looking to have a good time and just and do something different. Talk about your company and uh, talk about uh, what kind of shows you do put on. I mean, we run all ages events. You know, we rerun various venues around the area. We started out, we started out in Council Bluffs uh, at a small little Eagles club. Uh, I actually had my ring custom built to run that venue because it had a bar and they were cheap. Uh, but the ceiling height, it was only like eight and a half, nine feet, if that. So, uh, we had a super low boy built to accommodate that and we ran shows out of there for about three years. Uh, after about three years, we ventured into the Omaha area, uh, in 2014 for our big anniversary event where we booked AJ Styles, who was fresh out of TNA at the time. Uh, and from there, things kind of just exploded for us. Uh, we had to run a bigger venue in Council Bluffs and we only did that for three or four months, and then we moved completely over into Omaha uh, just because that's where the people were at and that's where they were going to come from. So, uh, you know, we run some pretty notable venues here. Uh, we made, had a pretty good stint at the Sokol Auditorium, uh, which is kind of like a classic concert venue here, uh, as well as Ralston Arena. And now we run the Firefighters Union Hall, which is a pretty big venue to fill. And now we're at a little place called Stocks and Bonds, which isn't really little. You know, we can still put 500 people in there, but uh, it's just got the vibe and the atmosphere that we look for. Like, like I said, I don't I don't run wrestling shows to cater to wrestling fans. I run I run entertaining events to cater to people that are just looking to have fun. Uh, we just happen to put on really good wrestling shows at the same time, so we get wrestling fans to come to it. Sure. How often do you run shows? Uh, we, we run monthly. Um, we've only had a couple small breaks. Obviously we had a small break over COVID because we're in the Midwest. So our regulations and everything just kind of flew out the window after like two, three months. Um, we took a small, we're currently taking a small break. Um, and this is actually the first place that'll hear it then. So whenever this goes live, people hear it, but we're actually going through a rebranding process, which is inevitably why we took the break. To just make it make it easier to get all that done uh, before we make our comeback. So, uh, but outside of that, we've been going every month for you know eleven years. Wow! And you mentioned AJ Styles. What are some of the other uh, names that have come through there that you can mention? Oh man, um, uh, we had we had Akira Tozawa. We've had Zack Saber Jr. Uh, we had Adam Pierce when he was the NWA World's Heavyweight Champion. Uh, obviously AJ Styles, uh, had Matt, uh, Evan Bourne, 
So Matt Seidel, um, we've had Carlito a couple times, had Trevor Murdoch, we had Drew McIntyre, uh, Stevie Richards, uh, you know, just recently we had Super Crazy, we had, uh, just recently we had Ricky Marvin, I mean, more people than I can even, like, think about. I just, we get the opportunity to use them, we use them, and, uh, you know, we have a lot of fun, so. Just recently had Nick Aldis in January, so. And talk a little bit about that. So, and you wrestled him for the NWA World Heavyweight title. Uh, I have fond memories of the National Wrestling Alliance. What what does that title mean to you, and and what did that match mean to you? You know, the the NWA title is is kind of one of those, you know, I, I wouldn't say it's a goal, but like, you know, being in the ring and, and being in that spotlight, that, that's something that was just, it was really cool. Uh, I had a great time working with Nick. Nick was a class act. He was a professional. He was, uh, he was a joy to have. Uh, and, and the match was, the match was great. Um, you know, I've, I've wrestled a ton of different people. I mean, I've, I've, I've wrestled a lot of the guys out there that have, have come from, you know, the WWE and, and Impact and stuff like that. I wrestled AJ Styles in, in 2014. Uh, and I would kill to have that match now because I'm a hundred times better than I was seven years ago. Uh, but you know, I've wrestled Stevie Richards. I, I wrestled, I wrestled super crazy. I wrestled Ricky Marvin. Um, I mean, I've wrestled Carlito. Like I've, I've wrestled all the names and, uh, being in there with Nick was just a little bit different, I guess, maybe because it had a lot to do with just kind of the prestige that came with that belt and that match. Um, but it, you know, it was a more so a test to me. Uh, to see if I could hang with somebody of that caliber, which I'd done before, and I wanted to prove that I could still do it, and I went and did it. So, you know, it was a it was a good time. And I think when when people compete with guys like Nick or, or or guys at Nick's level, I think it it raises the bar. You know, you probably walk away like, you know, wow, you know, my my footwork feels a little better, or you know, it's just anything. It could be anything, right? But you know, uh, the cream always rises to the top. I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't want to sound, I don't want to sound uh, you know, cocky or arrogant, but I've been at this for a little while, and uh, I am, I am very, very good. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just in this black hole of, of wrestling here in this area. There's, there's a lot of guys around here that are fantastic, and we just kind of get overlooked. If, if you don't come from Seth Rollins' wrestling school out of Davenport, then not a whole lot of people are giving you the time of day out here. And, and that's a shame because we have a lot of really good talent. And, you know, I don't toot my own horn, but I'm definitely one of them. Do you think, well, of course, with Seth being who he is and who he's connected with and being a household name to wrestling fans, obviously his his school would get you know, get some shine, right? But yeah, like mm-hmm. we talked about a little bit ago, is there's a lot of wrestling out there that gets, you know, it, it gets, it flies under the radar, you know, and Absolutely. which is which is a shame, you know, because I know there's a lot of good wrestling out there. You know, there's a lot of good wrestling out there. So, you know, what what do you think it's going to take to get that uh, spot or that that spotlight? You know, I'm, I'm not 100% sure that's a formula I've been trying to work out. Um, you know, the, my Magnum Pro events are, are on IWTV. Um, it took us forever to get that set up, which is a fault of our own. 
but when you know once we finally did, we kind of hoped that that would begin to shine a spotlight on what we have going on out here. And uh, since we've helped, we get a lot of um, get a lot of traffic. We get a lot of people viewing it, uh, but we don't. You know, we're not uh, we're not Twitter over, as I like to call it, because it seems to be that the uh, the people breaking out right now are. Uh, it always starts on Twitter, and and I absolutely hate Twitter. And Twitter's a cesspool, and wrestling fans on Twitter are the worst. But <laughs> you know, just got to deal with it. It's the nature of the beast, part of the business. Ringing the Bell Radio. Listen to JD, Barris, and Logan talk about wrestling news, reviews, in-depth conversations, and interviews. The podcast that we want to hear, and you will to ring the bell radio. We call it in the ring. You said you're going through a rebranding with your company. What what are the goals, I guess, in the next two two to five years with with your company? I mean, we've always been a local, uh, a, a local type deal. Uh, I I started Magnum Pro to, I started Magnum Pro to get guys that weren't getting the work that they should be getting to get them to work. Um, and yes, I've always been the person that's given people opportunities and things like that. So you know, it's probably going to stay that way. Uh, you know, I would love that if it was recognized on a national level, but you know, I'm I'm more concerned with helping people get better, uh, and then using our outlet for you know people to you know get seen by having by having those matches and getting them out there, you know, like through IWTV and things like that. So uh, I would you know just growing our growing our fan base would be growing our I guess our internet presence is probably how I should phrase that. It's, it's the goal for the next couple of years, I guess. And hopefully it doesn't take a couple of years. So this would be like too much of a grind. And in that area, besides yourself, you know, who are some wrestlers that, you know, we, we should keep our eye on guys that are coming up or guys that are being overlooked? Um, hands down, the best wrestler that comes out of our area is the Monarch Jeremy Wyatt out of Kansas City. Uh, he is absolutely my favorite person to wrestle. Um, I always have a good time with him. I always get pushed to the limit when I wrestle him, and he is just an exceptional, exceptional wrestler. Uh, there's a lot of other guys, a lot of young guys out of Kansas City. Um, Campbell Myers, Kenny Alfonso, those are two really good guys. Uh, out of the Des Moines area, you've got guys like Jay Fowler, who's really good. Um, and we've got guys here just in the Omaha area, uh, the students of mine that are making a ton of progress. Uh, you know, Jameson McGregor, Nino Hatchett, and Brishton Nash, and Nikki Set. They're all, they're all going to be on the up and up when they can start getting some more work under their belt. So, those are they're going to be all people to, to people look out for in the future. Oh, that's exciting, and that's good to know. It kind of seemed for the last what fifteen twenty years, you know, Vince had this this uh, stranglehold on the on the business, but. You know, in that time, you know, companies like yourself, you know, there's there's so many companies throughout the country, and uh, there's there is so much wrestling. I think I think these national companies such as AEW or WWE, you know, they get the spotlight, right? Because they've got the prime TV. But 
I mean, there is such good wrestling talent out there. And, and like we said, it, it, it flies under the radar, but it, it, it has changed, I think, because, you know, when we talk about the territory days, that's, that's the way that it was, right? When they went away, that was when the wrestling was monopolized. But, you know, things change and things evolve and, you know, things tend to kind of come full circle. And do you think that wrestling is, is coming more accessible than it ever was? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, I don't want to say that we're on like an, an upswing, you know, like the the boom, the boom era. But uh, I definitely think wrestling is just the amount that there is out there right now and how easily accessible it is uh, and the quality of it. The fact that there is competition now makes everybody step up their game, uh, which helps. Um, so I definitely think that things are on the rise. I think that things are going to hopefully continue to to keep doing that. Um, not saying that we're going to see, you know, any more AEWs or Impacts or WWEs pop up out of the woodwork because there's just the funding isn't there for that. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of different avenues and different places for people to enjoy wrestling right now. So that's good for everybody. Is there one thing that you teach your students, one thing that, you know, what is that one thing in wrestling that, you know, be sure you do this or what? what is, I don't know, what is your motto? I'm a, I'm a realist. Um, you know, I've obviously been at this 17 years and I've only gotten a crack at doing anything with the WWE less than a handful of times, you know. So I always tell guys I have a backup plan before they come in. Don't, don't come in thinking that they're going to make it because you can go all in and think you're going to make it, which is a great attitude and a great way to look at it and go about it, but the chances of you doing so are so slim. There's too many guys out there that just give their entire lives to professional wrestling and you know, it's it, they, they just end up broken and beaten down and, and bitter. Uh, it, hell, I'm one of them half the time, you know, but uh, you gotta just keep finding the love for it, keep going. Yeah, but the fact that you've gone 17 years, you know, and you know what, you might not have, you know, maybe maybe you didn't see what maybe you thought that you might, but golly, for to stick that long at something, you found, you. it sounds like you found your niche. You found a place. Oh, you found a place in yeah. wrestling for sure. Yeah, I mean, I love wrestling. Um, you know, you found out about me by digging through the PWI 500. That's the first time I've ever been listed in there. Uh, but, you know, I'm also somebody that's smart as to how the PWI 500 works, and I've never submitted my own information. So, yes, yeah, it's, it's redeeming and rewarding to me that somebody else took time out of their day to submit that because they felt I belonged on that list. So that's really cool. Um, but, yeah, I've definitely found my niche, and, and you know, I'm not, I'm not bitter at wrestling. Like, I love wrestling. There's just things about it that drive me insane, but anybody that's a professional wrestler will tell you that. But wrestling's been good to me. I mean, I've, I've got a paid-off house. I've got paid-off cars. Like, I'm not I'm not complaining by any means of, like, where I'm at and what I'm doing, but do I want more? Absolutely. So. Yeah, I think that I think that's understandable. I just as 
humans in general, right? I mean, you know, um, I'm always striving for, you know, the next book. As a matter of fact, I, I just, as I was putting one together, I was thinking about my third one and how that was going to, and you know, and I didn't even have the second one at the printers yet, you know, so I was always... Yeah. I'm I'm looking I'm looking ahead where I really should be kind of focusing where I'm at right now, but I think it's just you know I think striving for better is is a good thing. Absolutely. So complacency is killer. Oh, absolutely in in all things in all things. Yep. And and uh, one more time, tell us how people can get in contact with you, and if you have. If you're anywhere on social media, let us know how we can get in touch with you. Uh, you can find everything about Magnum Pro on social media, at Magnum Wrestling, uh, Twitter, Instagram, uh, our Facebook page. Uh, we do have a Patreon, uh, patreon.com backslash Magnum Pro, uh, where we are actually doing a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff going into the rebrand and uh, shooting out exclusive stuff to our Patreon people. Uh, you can get involved with that for as low as five bucks a month. Uh, we're going to start dumping out teases for new logos and things like that here pretty quick. So uh, that'll start getting flooded with content. Plus, I've been going through all of our old hard drives with shows that have never been seen before. Uh, and they're all getting uploaded to private playlists. And we'll drop the playlist links in the uh, for the Patreon people as well. So they're going to get a ton of content here with the next couple months. Uh, before we kick things back off. Uh, me, personally, you can find me. Uh, I'm on Twitter, at Jason Strife. Um, feel free to follow me, retweet, interact. Uh, I check it every now and then, but like I said, I hate Twitter, so I refuse to follow anybody. <laughs> so don't be surprised. I absolutely will not follow anybody back. I guess my Twitter gimmick, I guess. Um, but I will talk wrestling. I do interact with people uh, that contact me on there. Um I have a, you can find me on YouTube. I've got a YouTube channel. Um, just look for Jason Strife on there. Uh, as well as, uh, I would be remiss if I didn't mention, uh, checking out the Yellow Dog on Twitter, uh, and Instagram. Uh, he is charismatic, at uh, charismatic, uh, the letter K and the number nine. Uh, absolutely my best friend in the whole world. And if anybody's going to make it big, it's going to be him. Uh, so if you've never seen anything he's done, definitely check it out. Uh, it's entertaining as all get out. So, Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Can you talk a little bit about the yellow dog, describe him, and tell us who he is before we wrap this thing up? Yeah, man. I mean, the yellow dog is just uh, he's a happy-go-lucky dude that just loves to get out there and have fun. Um, most people underestimate him. They think he's all just, you know, he's just a dog, but uh, – definitely got a whole lot uh he's got a whole lot of gas in the tank that he doesn't get a chance to show as often as he'd like so uh hopefully one of these days somebody will take a gamble on him and put him in the ring with somebody and then see how he can go very good well jason i'm very glad that you came on i really do appreciate the time that you yeah, gave me tonight yeah thanks for having and, me yeah you're welcome you're welcome and anytime you're you're welcome to come back anytime. We'll talk again. Yeah, sounds good, man. You're listening to the Russellville Podcast, where wrestling lives.
you ever wondered what happened to Lance Von Erich? Find out in his book, Lance by Chance, Wrestling as a Von Erich. You'll read stories about Chris Adams, Ric Flair, and Billy Jack Haynes. And of course, the Von Erich family themselves. Get your book today on Amazon. PWZ Podcast. With Rick Del Santo. For all your wrestling reviews, interviews, and news, Rick covers the United Wrestling Network, the NWA, and the Northeast region of the United States Independence. PWC, 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 you in the zone. Tune in to the Wrestler Weekly Podcast with Mike Leotis. The Wrestler Weekly Podcast. Mike digs into interesting wrestling topics and conversations. The 2022 season starts in January with guests like Austin Idol, Nick Aldis, John Arezzi, and George Napolitano. Find Wrestler Weekly on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. The Wrestler Weekly Podcast.